welcome to the Cigar Cast. This is a special edition tonight. I'm sitting down with one of my dear friends, Don Pedro Gonzalez. It's always a pleasure to be here, Shane. Well, thanks for making the time. I know you're headed to an event on Saturday at the Cigar Room in Madison, Alabama. That is correct. That's one of my favorite spots. And you'll have your Cuban roller there with you? Yes, it will be. And those out there, if you've never had a fresh rolled cigar, there's nothing compares to that fresh cigar. Um, There's just something about watching him put the wrapper on it right there in front of you. Now, explain to people kind of how much prep work goes into the hand roll. Well, I have the uh, facility in Nicaragua, so what I usually do is I bring the uh, cigar, the fillers already made, and uh, basically... All we do is put the wrapper on, since we don't have the facility for the mold and the press, but they're already fermented, aged properly. And the difference is that because of the facility that I have, you can smoke those cigars immediately, which is a total advantage. Now, for this particular event, I have a special wrapper that I brought that is just all flavor. I mean, it's gonna be one of the best hand rolls that I have brought to this event. Well, the hand rolls are always such a such a big hit there. Everybody loves to get the hand rolls, and you buy a couple and you get a free hand roll, or you can just buy the hand rolls straight up. And the cigar room down there is a great venue. Donald does a great job. It's just a, a great shop. So before we get started talking cigars, I wanted everybody to know, make, make plans. It's Saturday the 21st. 21st. The 21st. And then you'll also be at the Florence shop in Florence, Alabama. I'll be there Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday. So the day you hear this, he'll be there, and then Thursday night as well. Yes. And just sitting down, you seem to enjoy a more personal relationship with your customers than anybody I know in the cigar business. Well, I, uh, you know, we have a lot of stores all over the nation, and uh, and it's it's hard to say that you cannot please everybody. But that particular store, um, I've been doing with uh, business with them since they opened up seven years ago. Time flies. And uh, Donald, to me, is not a retailer. He's a friend. And the customer base there, they are all first class. Oh, it's great. And you do a bundle business down there as well? And- Big business. Yeah, the the bundle business, we've talked about it on the show before. It's a great way to pick up a lot of cigars at a great price, and your bundles are by far superior to to most bundles you pick up. Well, we try to make it as close to a premium cigar as possible. So what's what's the fundamental difference in the ones that come in the bundles and the ones that are the premiums in the boxes? In my case, I make them basically the same process. Now, the only difference is that I do, we do not put our label on it. And right. that way, it's more of a house cigar. Get to enjoy more of a house blend. And I know he has, will he have any of the double wrappers down there as well? He I know does you have, have that as well. Yeah. Now, the double wrapper cigar, how hard is that to? It's not, you know what, uh, Shane, it's not as difficult as it might sound. Uh, now, for one thing, it's a beautiful cigar. If you know, if you're making them properly, and the other one is that you get both flavors. You get the abano flavor and you get the Connecticut flavor. Yeah, and it kind of changes as you smoke, and you you really get it, that. It keeps feel. changing, yes. And one, you know, we've spoken with you on the show before, and one of the things we always talk about is the draw. Well, 
draw to me is uh, is everything on a cigar. Because when you have a cigar with an excellent draw, the flavor, the consistency, the construction, everything is there. And you really enjoy the cigar. It, a cigar that has no draw, I mean, every one of my cigars are draw tested. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put a lot of emphasis on that. And you have a machine that does that, a draw later type machine? It's a draw master machine that actually is made in Georgia. And just after they roll them, now do you do that before they put the wrapper on? Before they put the wrapper on. Before they put the wrapper on, and then you weigh the cigar also, correct? Right. And and how many people do you have rolling for you now? Well, right now we have 24 couples. 24 couples. Now, are they usually married couples, or are they just No, no, they're couples. Not nothing to do with uh, marriage. No, no, no. <laughs> Just well, there's there's a lot of romance to saying. Well, it's a married. We couple. call them couples because there uh, <laughs> there's two people in the be- in the uh, bench, and one a bunch of cigar. The other one rolls, uh, puts the wrapper on. So we we call them couples. How long does it so? How long does it take to learn how to properly bunch them? Is it's it, a it's a it's a good six month process. Okay, is it harder to bunch them or to put the wrapper on? You know what. Let me tell you, they're both so important because they go hand in hand. Because the bunching is important, but on the other hand, to roll the cigar is just as important. Because when you roll the cigar, that cigar cannot be too tight. It has to be rolled just properly. So you always remember that rolling cigars or bunching it is not a contest. How many you make is how many you make properly. And that's the key to that. Now, y'all, how many cigars a year do y'all produce? God, man. Right now, we're about three, 3.5 mil. Three point, yeah, and you sell a lot of cigars in Texas. We've been talking about everywhere, that. Everywhere. Yeah, all over. You were showing me pictures from Boston when there was 12 inches of snow. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't remind me about that one. But just a, it's a great... It's a great feel when there's someone in the shop actually rolling the cigars. It's just such a great feel to it. Now, what part... It's a personal touch that you rarely see, unless you watch the computer, but it's not the same. And when when you have it in front of you, either you do a special event or you go to a cigar factory. Those are the only places that you're realistically going to see that. Oh yeah, it's just it's an it's amazing because it takes him less than a minute to actually roll a cigar there well, in front of you, if you know how to do it properly. Yeah, and uh, Angelo's your roller that'll be with you, and he's originally from Cuba, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. And uh, so you have a Cuban roller actually there preparing the cigars. Um, like I said, make time, make the trip to Alabama. It's well worth it. Um, I know we got listeners all over the country, so it's not always possible, but always look on, look and see the events where you see Don Gonzalez cigars, because eventually you'll show up a rolling cigars oh, at yeah. some point. Oh, yeah. Now, how long have you been in the cigar industry? Just a little backstory it's on yourself. It's going to be 14 years. 14 years. And was your family in the business, or was... Actually, it's a family business. I took over 14 years ago. Okay, from your father? Yes. And how long was he in there before? God, man. That it goes back to like 70, over 70 years. Wow. From Cuba, yeah. That's a, that's a long time. So do you actually, So, when you're choosing the tobacco, when you're choosing the tobacco that's going to go into these cigars, is the tobacco already harvested or do you go to fields? How does that work? No, it's already harvested. 
It's already harvested, and farmers just... Do you have farmers that bring you tobacco every year? We have the people there that we traditionally do business with. Well, we're we're smoking an excellent cigar. It's one of the new ones. It isn't quite out yet. Yes, so. I, uh, I. As a matter of fact, I just gave uh, Shane, my good friend, a uh, a blend that is coming out. So he's uh, he's blessed. <laughs> I'm very blessed. And, and let me you. tell you, it's a great cigar. Right now, he's got left maybe uh, about an inch. Yeah. <laughs> and he's enjoyed that cigar tremendously. I, I always do. And when you. When you develop a per- personal relationship with a cigar manufacturer like yourself, it's it's really adds something to the smoking experience. Because when I sit down at the house and I light up one of your cigars, I kind of feel like I'm smoking with a friend. There you are. And I know you've spent the time, and I know you keep... Now, how hands-on... I, you've explained it to me, but I want to explain it to listeners. How hands-on are you in this? Well, you have to be. Uh, actually, the number one thing that you have to have in cigars is a passion for the cigars. And that's something I do. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good blending cigars. And, uh, and we had this conversation before where basically the number one item is, well, what do I want on this cigar? Do I want a mild, mild, medium, medium to full, full body? And then you work at it. And this is not something you do overnight. How many can you smoke a day when you're blending? Is it just, do you just smoke oh, a God, lot or... Mm-hmm. In a day uh, from early in the morning to about 4 o'clock, you can very easily do 10, 12 cigars. Oh, wow. Until so, you finally arrive to what you're looking for. Now, do you cleanse your palate in between them at you all? Have or? Seltzer water. Seltzer water. Yep. In between the cigars, you have a little seltzer water and just that, clear that everything. That your mouth, and then your palate changes, you know. And then you really can tell what you're smoking. Now, is there anyone else in your factory that does blending yes. with you? yes. How many people are on the blending team? Well, we usually gather three to four, and then everybody gets a taste of it, and then you hear exactly what they feel about the cigar, the truth. Yeah, they, they give you their honest opinion of what... Which is the way we want it. Oh, yeah. that's Now, are these people, when they're not blending, are they rolling, or are they just, or are they just there for the blending? No, they're blending. They're just pri- their primary job is just the blending. And, and they the... know exactly how to blend the cigar. Now, how, how long does it take to develop? Are you either born with a palate or not, or can you develop it? You know, I would say it's both. Some people develop the palate. Some people are born with it. You know, I, I, I must say that I am blessed that I have a good palate. And I can tell quickly the strength, the flavor, the cleanliness of the cigar. I can tell you everything you want to know about the cigar. Now, how do they keep the tobacco consistent? You know, it seems like it would be hard to keep the tobacco consistent if for nothing else. You know, this year we've had a lot more rain than usual. And that is a good question. Uh, the only way to do that is when you buy a lot of bales to be consistent. So when the tobacco comes in, then you blend it. And then how long do you keep the cigars before you actually are ready to put the wrapper on them and release it? Well, traditionally, the way I like to do it, because setting the cigar is just as important as making the cigar. And we usually keep it anywhere from four to six months. Oh, wow. So the cigar dries. See, once that cigar comes out of the bench, it's totally wet. So you have to, we have a special bodega just for that. And, and once a cigar, like the one you just smoked, that's been sitting for almost three and a half months. 
and you can tell that, that cigar is dry. Oh yeah. Perfect draw, everything is perfect, the, the white ash, I mean it's, it's just a great cigar. Now, what are you getting rid of in the drying process? What's going away in the drying well, process? Well, all the humidity. Just getting the tobacco right, dry? The dry, the dry property. Now, the tobaccos, it, it comes to you in leaves. You don't do anything stalk cut, do you? No, no. Everything's long leaves. That's one of the things when we went to the Kentucky, they stalk cut their tobacco and they hang it up, you know, entirely on the stalks when they're curing their tobacco. Well, that's the first process. And we usually do that overseas uh, for like six weeks, six to eight weeks, until it, all the water comes off the uh, leaves. How hard is it? How much loss do you get just in handling because the tobacco is so dry? Is there a percentage? Have you figured the percentage of yes. loss before? I would say you you could probably lose a good 20-25%. Okay, so you could you could lose up to a quarter of the tobacco with just the handling. Yep. Just in the moving. Now, how big are how big are the bales? I mean, are they do you have to have a forklift to move them or No, they? no. Usually a bale is about 100 125 pounds. Okay. So Around here, what we consider about the size of a bale of hay, kind of in, yep. kind of in Basically that area. Basically, same idea. Yep. And then you have a room once they're rolled that you put them in that you actually let them ferment. That is a totally separate department. Now, is that in the factory or is that outside of the you know, factory? That's in the factory, there's a section just for that. Okay, so there's a section in the factory just for the the aging of the cigars. It's called the fermentation process. Well, so a couple of questions, uh, just cigar business questions that I've always wanted to know. You go to cigar cigar lounges all over the country. Too many. <laughs> what makes a good cigar lounge? What do you look for? When someone says, um, you know, I'd like to carry your product and you go to their lounge, what do you look for? Well, a cigar lounge, it depends what you have on the cigar lounge. If you have, uh, if you have uh, a total alcohol or beer and wine, uh, a cigar lounge basically is a uh, is a more upscale, uh, more than a traditional cigar shop. Right. Example like the one in Madison, that's an old cigar shop. Which personally, I love those places. Oh yeah. Because it gives you more of a. Um, I mean, that's my personal opinion. I have nothing against cigar bars, and I visit a lot of them, and I have a lot of retail customers. But I don't know, that old type of uh, old style of the old cigar shops, I just enjoy that. Yeah, big leather chairs and a concrete floor. No fanciness. Yeah, just just good. You know, we, we had a debate last week on TVs and the cigar It's a good old way to smoke a cigar. Oh, it is. Old-fashioned way. Well, and we always talk about you know, when you light a cigar of a person, you, you've kind of got a captive audience for 45 minutes to an hour, and you get to enjoy some amazing conversation, because that, to me, is what a cigar lends itself to. Now, I don't mind watching a game or something like that while I smoke a cigar, but there's, it's hard to beat that conversation, to just have a cigar in your hand. I, uh, I enjoy, as a matter of fact, most of the cigars that I smoke, I, I'd rather smoke it like in this case. We just had 30, 45 minutes of conversation and, and just enjoying the cigar. Yeah, just, in, just enjoying the life. It's a lifestyle. I mean, it's really it a lifestyle. It is. 
Um, you know, my wife and I, we do we have a lot of joy in our lives because wherever we travel to, we usually look up what cigar lounges are in that area. Yeah, but I'm going to say that your wife knows how to smoke. She does. <laughs> she knows how to smoke. I know that lady for years. <laughs> she does. I'm really blessed. There's there's not a lot of wives that are as into the cigars as, as mine is. She understands cigars to perfection. She, she does a great job. She really works hard at it. So the dream of everybody is to own their own cigar lounge. What, if you had somebody brand new starting a lounge, what would you tell them they need, needs to be their first priority? Well, I think that the number one item is understand cigars. And not only just understand cigars, but understand all the cigars you have inside of the shop. Example, if a customer walks in and you ask him, uh, what do you usually smoke? Well, I like a mild cigar. You should know exactly how every mild cigar, the flavor, how it smokes, so you can suggest that to the customer. Right, so you can really bring that to them. I think that is very important. You'll find that most of the customers that walked into your cigar shop and ask you, oh, I'm looking for a strong cigar. You should know all the strong cigars you have in your place. Now, most probably, what's the fullest cigar you make? What would be the I most full a, body? I have a Triple Lejero mm-hmm. box press, 6x60, in Habano and Maduro that sells very well. And you had that cigar before. I have. It's an excellent cigar. And the reason for that is that it's got both. It's got flavor and it's got strength. And that makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. And I, we were speaking about it before the show, the anniversary edition, the, the Fat Boy. Oh, that, that's... Uh, Oh, I love that cigar. That cigar is a killer. And you and I spoke about that one time because I asked you, I said, why do you make that cigar so large? And all. do you remember how you explained it to me? Well, it's a six and a half by 60. And nowadays that happens to be a very, very popular size. Example, like six and a half by 56 and a six and a half by 60. It's very popular nowadays. How do you decide on the shape of a cigar? Because we've spoken a lot about how the shape of a cigar affects the flavor. You know, um, several cigars have come out recently in a box press, and it's like, that's what that cigar should have been well, all the, along. The, I can tell you quickly the answer for that is that you have to stay with the market. In other words, it's not what I think. It's what the customer thinks. So you have to stick to it. Well, and that's, that's where having that personal relationship with your customers really yep. makes a big yep. difference. And uh, what's, the, what's the number one question people ask you when they first meet you? Which cigar do you like the most? I mean, and I, and I get that question asked all the time. My answer to that is the one you like. Yeah. You know, a uh, cigar is no different than anything else. It's the one you like. And, uh, yeah, it's asking you which one's your favorite. It's like asking you which is your favorite child. Well, you must <laughs> understand, uh, Shane, that... Uh, Everybody's got different palates, you know. And I'll tell you what, even myself, there are mornings that I I rather have a mild cigar. There are days I like to have a stronger cigar. It it depends what you're doing or if you're having a drink. You know, now which cigar goes with the drink? The drink that you like. Right. It's that simple. Now, more often than not, what do you reach for if you're pairing your cigar with a drink? I love rum. To me, rum is straight. No eyes, no nothing on it. Just straight. Just good straight rum. And just sip rum. it, sip it. Oh, I mean, wow. that's my personal flavor. 
Now, do you do any of the flavored rums, or is it just straight? No, no. I, uh, in Nicaragua, they have a great rum, which is Flor de Caña, uh, that I think is one of the best. And, uh, and it's a very good rum. And, uh, well, I know the World Cup is this year, so you'll probably be getting to enjoy several cigars watching that. That's going to be in June, yeah. Yeah, it only happens every four years. We were speaking about it last week. And it's right around the corner. I'm excited, and I'm not a big soccer fan, but I'm excited to come here and in the middle of the day shut the office down and come here and sit down and smoke a cigar and watch a soccer game. No, that that I enjoy. And uh, and who who are you picking this year? Well, I understand that Germany is uh, number one again. Oh, are they? Yeah. For some reason, those guys have it down to perfection, man. Oh, they're... They're tough. They were. They won last time. Although I heard, yes, they did. I heard that uh, Brazil is pretty damn strong this year. Oh yeah. And Argentina, so we'll see. Well, and it's, I imagine that's a huge deal in Nicaragua. Do you? Do they shut down the factory for when the games? No, or they how do don't. You? They don't shut down the factories, but uh, you can watch it on every everywhere. Everywhere there's a TV, they're watching it. They're watching <laughs> it all day. Well, it's funny because here in the South, we don't, you know, it, you have a lot of soccer fans, but you don't have as many as like if football's on. But it's fun to just, there's something about just a cigar and watching soccer and watching them and the pace of the game. Well, the difference is that those are supposed to be the best in the world. So that's that's real soccer right there. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's amazing and all. Now, I'm, I also have the 10th anniversary with the San Andreas wrapper here that I'm fixing to light. That I finished that other tremendous one. tremendous cigar. Now, how long has this cigar been out? I had that cigar for like a year and a half, but it's selling very well. How long does a cigar stay in your portfolio? How long do you keep? It's up to the customer. As long as it keeps selling, it'll... I mean, if they keep selling, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, though. But you're, you're always, it seems like every time I see you, you're coming up with something new. Well, again, you have to stay with the market, you know. And, uh, and these two new cigars that I'm just coming out with, that they should be out in about a month. Uh, I never had those before. And it's going to be very enjoyable. I guarantee you that. I'm lighting my cigar, everyone. Now, do you prefer, Trey and I have a long-standing debate. Do you prefer a soft flame lighter or a jet? I like the jet. You do like the jet? For some reason, yeah. I know that the other way is the old-fashioned way of doing it with the sticks and this and the other, but I I just like that uh, torch. Well, it seems to me that the the bigger the ring gauge, the more I reach for my jet. And usually the smaller ring gauges I can light better with the soft flame, but the big ring gauge, I've got to have a jet. I always tell everybody, Shane, that uh, how you fire up a cigar is very important. Now, what do you think? I I put the V-cut on this, the Calibri Deep V. Excellent. Excellent because it's a deep V-cut. And you get all the smoke out. Yeah, it seems like it seems like more often than not, probably ninety percent of the cigars I smoke, I end up cutting with that deep V because I just really enjoy that cut. It's a good cut. Now, when someone just for those that are new listeners, that this is the first time they've got a chance to listen to you because we've had a lot of new listeners come on lately. Um, the straight cut. Where do you cut your straight cut? Well, it depends on the cigar now, and. I have shown you that, shown you that before. Mm-hmm. If you have a torpedo or a Salomon, 
I'd rather slant it. And the reason for that is that when you slant a torpedo or a uh, Salomon, not only the, all the draw comes out, but you never mess up the wrapper. Now, if it's just a basic cigar, like a, a Toro or a Churchill, you know, a, a, just a regular cigar, you want to cut it not too far down, just enough to be able to get the draw. Just kind of at the shoulder of the cap? Right, right. Just you, you're right, you don't want to go down too much because, again, you run this risk of the wrapper unrolling on you. Uh, yeah, damaging the cigar in the cut. And on we speak about, now, what's the biggest mistake you see people make when they're, when they're preparing to smoke their cigar? When they cut the cigar low. They cut too much and off. And then they blame the cigar. <laughs> and it's not the cigar. <laughs> it's not the cigar's fault. You cut the cap off. <laughs> now, the capping, part of the capping process, because that's one of the interesting things is to see, now, what's the glue that they use to hold the cap on? That is called pectum. 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 It's all apple resin. It's all natural. And it's it's just a... Is it made? I mean, does it it's come a in... Powder. It's a powder that we usually put hot water in, and then you shake it a little bit, and, 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 it's, it's, and it's something that will be there forever. That will never... As long as you make the cigars hand roll, it will never go away. Huh. Well, it, the yeah, the glue on it always fascinates me, how they get that just right, and get it to hold the cap on and now another big debate we have i always smoke my cigars with the label on i know a lot of people that take the label off first thing before they cut it and light it you know i've seen that so many times and uh i mean i'd rather have my my customers smoke the cigar with the label on so they know exactly what they're smoking and if anybody asks they say well here right but I see that a lot, and I don't have the answer for that. Well, I wondered if there was, if there was a preference. <laughs> I, I like to keep the label on just because I don't want to take the label off until the label gets hot. Well, it makes the cigar look nicer. Yeah, it does. It, it does. It makes it look nicer. And then we've spoken about it as the tobacco gets warm, that glue holding the label on will actually release. And that, that makes a big difference. But the label doesn't actually give the cigar. The only benefit is that you can recognize the cigar. Otherwise, it doesn't help on the flavor or the strength or anything. It's just presentation. It's like the box. I have never heard anybody tell me that they smoked the ring or the box. Right. <laughs> but on the other hand, if you have a good, great cigar with a good presentation, yeah, there's a lot, you know, um, Tatawahe comes to mind. They don't spend a lot of money on boxes or labels either one. And I think sometimes their cigars get passed by in the humidor just for that reason. Well, in my case, I, I'm very strong on uh, presentation. I think presentation, see, you never get a, a second chance to make a first impression. Now, if you have a good impression and you have a good cigar, then you get the whole package. That cigar is so good. That is a great cigar. Well, the San Andreas traditionally is all flavor. I mean, you can't beat the flavor on that cigar. Now, what's the binder and the filler in that one? See, now you want me to give away my secrets. How, uh... <laughs> well, you can just tell me where they're from, the country. You well, know? it's all Nicaragua. It is all Nicaraguan. Okay. That, that's good enough. I don't, you don't have to 
tell me the exact. I, I won't crack the safe and get your blend book out and check the check the notes <laughs> on the blend on the blend book. But the blend book is something that a lot of cigar retailers don't never talk about. It's kind of a closely guarded secret. Well, and the reason for that is that again, everybody blends differently, and blending is like a uh, not a secret, but it's a uh, it's something personal. That's the answer. It's a personal item that you have that, especially if you are good at blending, and not everybody's the same. It's like a surgeon. There right. are good surgeons, and there is average uh, uh, surgeons, and there is bad surgeons. It's like everything. Now, what's the most cigars you've ever made in a year? Actually, uh, three and a half, four. Three and a half, four millions yeah. about, about the... That's a good size. That is. That's a good size. That's you know. It, you start talking in the millions, and people think, "Wow, that's a you know, that's a lot of cigars." Well, it takes a whole year for that. Yeah, that, that's a year's worth of inventory. Now, how much back inventory do you have? Do you keep back stock? So if you one year to. you have to, that's the only way that you're going to be consistent. Is now you? it's costly, right? Because basically, what you have is uh, inventory just sitting there, and all you do is look at it. But on the other hand, it's going to guarantee you the consistency of that cigar. So you, you have to keep a certain amount in the backstop. You have to. Everybody does. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. And so how just roughly, how many do you keep in inventory, just out of curiosity? You mean money-wise? Or? Well, just cigar-wise, just numbers of them. Well, you have to have a lot of bales hanging around. You just, you just keep them in the bales and keep them yeah. around. Now, do you do the pilons like I hear people talk about? You, you have know? to. And also the pilons are where the... That's where you ferment the cigar. Okay, that's, that's the, the fermentation process, yeah. Okay. And all the, so many of these Spanish words that I hear... Now, that process <laughs> could very easily be... Uh, actually, the, uh, the leaves will tell you when they're ready. But it's a good process between four and six months. Easy. So when does the harvest come in? Well, like in Nicaragua, uh, rainy season starts uh, in June towards uh, the end of September, October. Right. Now, during that time, you don't grow uh, tobacco. Okay. Then you start. So basically, it's like from uh, beginning of October towards the end of May, early June. Right. Yeah. That's that's when the the crops are coming in and... Coming in, how tall are the plants? I mean, how big are these plants? They can grow as, as high as five, six feet. Okay. And it's all just depends on the different seeds. Right. And I, the different cuts. Oh, I was astonished. The first time I ever held tobacco seeds, they're just like sawdust. It just well, amazes you me. you have uh, Lijero on top. You got Viso on the center. And then you have Seco on the bottom. And that's how you blend it, you know, in different ways. Now, do they cut those all at once, or do they wait between cut them? They cut the whole plant on the stalk and then separate them. Well, you cut it and you separate it, and then you separate it out there. Okay. Well, that's it, the process. Just amazes me of making these cigars of how many no, people. It, it's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Not as easy as you make it look some days. <laughs> but so you have all the time at your factory. You have couples rolling. And, you know, you have factory maintenance. How many people total in the operation? 174. 174. 
So there's at any time 25, 30 people that aren't rollers that are doing. Well, you have different departments. <clears throat> I mean, you have the uh, rollers and the bunchers, then you have your uh, uh, section for the bales, then you have the packaging department, you have the department where they remove the veins uh, of the uh, leaves. I mean, it's a whole different process. So I have a question. If someone gets a cigar and they damage it accidentally, you know, my wife had one the other night. She had it in her pocket and she leaned against something and cracked I, the wrapper. I my other one. But obviously, but that was... Is there a way to repair that cigar at all? It depends how much of a damage. If you broke in half, yeah. it's hard to... Uh, but if it's just a little crack here and there, I mean, actually with the pectin, mm-hmm. I have fixed a lot of those cigars. You just take a little of the pectin yeah, and so put on there? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have uh, retailers that ask me to give them a little bottle. Right. And when they see something like that, they just go ahead and do surgery on it. It's, it, it amazes me. It seems like they would sell that. It seems like it'd be, I'd, I'd keep like a chapstick tube of that that I could rub on my cigar ever so often. <laughs> just, you know, for, for if I get one that I crack or something like that, because especially carrying them fishing or out it playing happens, golf. It happens. it happens to me, it happens to anybody. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a little damage, so that, but it, it amazes me that they don't just sell the pectin in little... Well, you actually can go to a uh, supermarket and, you know, those yellow uh, uh, gelatin uh, packs mm-hmm. and see a lot of people use it, but it's not the same. You know, the ones we bring from overseas, is, it, that's a real deal. What plant does that it come from? What does Apple it... Apple resin. Apple resin. Yep. So it comes out of apple trees? It or? is all natural. Okay. So does it come out of the apple or the tree? I understand it comes from the tree. Okay. So they actually tap the tree and get the resin. It's a process. Now, is that pretty much the industry standard, or is that does it's everybody have their own recipe? No, it's a standard. It's a standard. That's what... He, I, I wondered the first guy that rolled a cigar how he figured that out. <laughs> well, then you have to go back. <clears throat> a lot of years. Yeah, because cigars have been around since the 1700s. Uh, the Indians used to use, uh, from what I heard, um, the leaves out of a uh, banana tree. And they would roll, roll in those leaves. Now, the pre- the mold, how does the mold work? Well, when you bunch the cigar, the first thing you do, once you bunch it, you put on the mold. It usually holds 10 cigars. And then you make 10 molds. Mm-hmm. Then you put them on a press press machine. And then you press them for another 30, 45 minutes on a press machine. Right. And then after that, they get draw tested, and then it goes to the uh, roller. Now, what is the press doing? What is the pressure doing? The press actually makes them, uh, how can I say that, uh, make them ready on the construction. It gets them where they won't come back apart. Right. And you roll them afterwards. Now, when they bunch them, do they twist them or is it just laid? It depends what you're putting in. Okay. It depends on the type of tobacco. Right. Because I I know I hear a lot about long filler tobacco. That is all we do, long filler. That's it. That's all the the Don Gonzalez cigars all. We don't do short fillers. Okay. So I have another question that's not exactly cigar related. So is Don Pedro Gonzalez, is Don a title? Don is just a, uh, <clears throat> it's just a uh, way back. The people that had a lot of money, 
mm-hmm. they used to call them dons or doño if you, if you were a woman and that's that thing just hang around for years and years okay so it's, it's, it's not like a, being a knight uh, it's just a uh, different name well the first time you introduced yourself to me you'd introduce yourself as don pedro gonzalez and i didn't realize that don was not your first name i didn't realize that it was actually a title till got on down and heard other people calling you pedro i said oh that's a title so and I'll, does, do you just kind of, is that kind of one of the things you just decided when you started to do the cigar company? Yeah, I want to use my last name. And I felt that, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a, uh, a cigar that is my signature series, which I actually signed a uh, cigar ring with my full name on it. Oh, okay. So it's a signature series. And the reason for the signature series is because it's, it's got my signature on the uh on the box and also on the cigar ring. Oh, okay. The Fat Boy. Okay, the Fat Boy, yeah. That's one of them. Yeah, that's, like I said, that's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Now, the one that we have that has the green, the Habano. That is a six and a half by 56 with a uh, Cuban pigtail. Big seller. Oh, yeah. And the flavor is excellent. So, what's the difference in doing the pigtail and doing the cap? How, how different is that it's process? Not, it's not much difference. I mean, those, those, those rollers, you know, they, uh, they're they so good that you can ask them to do uh, either one. Right. You can, They can do the pigtail or the cap. Now, the pigtail is just the cap twisted, correct? Right, right. So it still has a cap on it. It just happens it to be twisted. twisted. Yeah. And the, I'll, finish, the finish is twisted. Okay. And I, I wondered about that because you start seeing some of them in the pigtails. There's so many shapes. Do you still make a Perfecto or did you stop making the Perfecto? I still make that. Still make the Perfecto. The Perfecto is always a that, great that's cigar. That's the special reserve. Right. And the Perfecto, that's one of my big fears with this FDA stuff going on is that I'm going to lose Solomon and Perfecto. Do you ever think about the FDA stuff? Does it ever, do you ever think anything about it or do oh, anything? I, uh, <clears throat> we uh, are fully concentrated on uh, doing what we need to do and just let the things fall where they may. And they'll, they'll just do whatever they need to do. That's all we can do? That, that's a great attitude to have at it, because I, I put way too much energy into worrying about the government ruining my cigars. I don't think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't foresee that happening. And I, well, they've got the cigar exemption, the premium cigar exemption coming in. 2021. And all of your blends, you've had your blends for so long, you would be grandfathered in. No, I'll be fine. Yeah, be grandfathered in in any event. Now, do you still make the machete? Yes. And all that's a, that's a good cigar. But that's, it's, a, uh, that's a special edition. It has a different label on it than anything else. First time I smoked one, it was like, I'm not sure that's a Don Gonzalez. The label doesn't have the, <laughs> well, the usual. No, because what I did on that particular cigar, I just named it Machete by Don Gonzalez with the ring Machete on it. It's a good cigar. Well, I know I know you're a great family man. I love talking to you about your daughters and your wife. How long have you and your wife been married? God, man, thirty-six years. Thirty-six years in the cigar business. That, that's amazing. And my daughter, uh, she actually, and you know about it, she's going to be a dentist next year. And then your son Pedro is he no, still? No, you're ready to finish. You're ready to finish. MBA. Oh, MBA. Okay. And is he going to someday take the reins, or I is think he? I will. I'm not ready for him, though. <laughs> I'm not ready. 
<laughs> you're yeah, you're having a lot of fun just I'm hanging in. <laughs> And uh, well, you have a lot of fun kind of visiting with your customers, and I always enjoy it when you're coming through town. I do enjoy town. it, uh, Shane. I mean, I do a lot of traveling, uh, but you know, I uh, I enjoy what I do. I don't do it because I, um, you know, you find a lot of people that they're in any kind of business, not just a cigar business. God, I have to travel and go here and go there. I never say that. I just get up like I did this morning. I got up at five. Got dressed. Took my plane and here I am. And just, I enjoy it. I mean, I don't. It's not something that I do against my will, per se. Well, it's you know, like I said, I I think the the personal aspect of actually getting to meet you and getting to talk to you is something that a lot of cigar companies miss because it's you kind of uh, you know there's a blender out there, but you don't really ever get to know. Oh, no, see, I am different from a lot of the people in the cigar industry. I, um, and you have seen me work events. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, one of the things that I do that I really enjoy is have that special touch, the one-on-one with the customers. And uh, you find that customers really appreciate that and they enjoy that. And you'd be surprised how many questions I, I get asked, you know, about different areas in the cigar industry. Right. And if I don't have the answer, I get somebody that knows the answer. What's a really good one that you get asked? Oh, I get them all. <laughs> Believe me, I do one-on-ones, and, 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 and you, you, you'll be amazed, you know, how much attention they pay. I mean, they really pay attention. Then after that, I said, you guys have any questions? And, you know, one of the questions that they ask that I can remember is about the draw on the cigar. Hey, I had this cigar from so-and-so, you know, without mentioning names, and, and the draw was not there. Why is that? Right. Why a cigar all of a sudden starts burning sideways? You know, why the flavor was not there? You know, right. you be, you know, I get all kinds of questions. What about, you know, I had some cigars in my humidor. I won't say who they were from. They weren't from you. But they sat in my humidor for about a year and a half, and it was like they died. It was like I, they lost their flavor. And all, which is opposite of what usually happens in my humor. What happens when a cigar kind of mellows out? Well, you know, it all depends, you know, uh, after a year and a half, it depends how you kept your humidor. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I always ask customers. I mean, what is the humidity that you keep them on? I would say that the perfect humidity for that, 68 to 70. 68 to 70. Yeah. And I usually like to use either distilled water, right? all those bottles that they sell. Mm-hmm. especially for humidors, because that's very important, actually, how you maintain your humidor. I mean, if you just put the cigars in the humidor and forget about it, it's not going to happen. Well, mines I've got the big stand-up cabinet, and it's got the, I actually bought it from a cigar shop that was going out of business, and I've got the electronic humidor. And I'll, what is, how much of a role does temperature play? If you keep the humidity right, how does the temperature affect? I will keep the same temperature. 68 to 70 as well. Keep it at 68 to 70 and keep the cigars at 68 to 70. And you'll be fine. And that that's the... Now, do they smoke any different if they're a little drier or a little wetter? Is Can you can you manipulate them any? Well, when the cigar is wet, you know, it's funny. When we're doing blending at the factory mm-hmm. and the cigar comes off the bench, wet, <clears throat> that's basically how we... Try the cigar. Now, 
if that cigar is enjoyable, it's close to what you're looking for, even though it's wet, fresh, as they, fresh as it can be, once you rest that cigar, guess what? It's gonna get better. Because once the filler gets dry, then everything is gonna come out. Okay. You're gonna get the strength, you're gonna get the flavor, you're gonna get everything. The ash, everything is gonna come out. But yeah, that, that always interests me because I know everybody wants to do different things. So I'm seeing a lot of ceramic humidor jars come out. Does the ceramic have, I know most of it's aged in cedar. Does the ceramic have any effect on them? Not really. Not really? My as personal l- opinion. As long as it's sealed up, it really ain't gonna. That's all it counts. Because you know, we were speaking about it last week because my uncle makes homemade wine, and if we have a batch of wine that don't come out just right, we'll put it in a ceramic crock, and it'll change the flavor. So I was wondering if that translated any to the cigars. No, really. Won't change. Okay. It's just a different way of uh, keeping your cigars. Now, how do you feel about Cuba opening up and more Cuban cigars kind of coming in? And I am not familiar uh, with that area in the cigar business. Um, but I can tell you that right now, there's a lot of good cigars out there. So that is all I can tell you. Well, you know, I've, I've smoked, I've said on the show before, I've smoked the Nicaraguan, I've smoked the Cuban, I've had the Dominican, I've had the, the different flavors of tobacco, and Nicaragua is always going to be my favorite. Nicaragua is making a good cigar, a very good cigar. What, do we know what it is in the soil that makes the Nicaraguan tobacco so much better? Is it magnesium? Is it iron? Do well, we have any idea? it's a combination of the, land, of the soil and also the process involved. See, the soil is, is a percentage. But on the other hand, the process is just as important as the soil. So what happens after it's harvested is going to... Exactly. Okay. Now, if you don't ferment the cigar properly and you don't treat the cigars the way it should be, uh, you know, it goes hand in hand. Well, I could sit here and talk to you all night about it, but we've been going for about 45 minutes, so I'm going to let you go on and... Once again, Cigar Room in Madison, Alabama this weekend. It's right outside of Huntsville. And great venue, great spot. Pedro will be there with... Uh, and it's an all-day event, by the way, on Saturday. Yeah, it's their seventh anniversary. Yes, music, food, you name it, it's going to be there. And uh, I think you said something about some Cuban coffee even showing up Oh, there. yeah. <laughs> yes, I was requested to bring uh, Cuban coffee for this event, and I did. No dominoes this time? No. <laughs> And uh, one of the, one of the great things is when we see Pedro in an event and he's kind of got a challenge down there, beat me at Domino's and get a box of cigars. Well, I got beat at Florence. Oh no! Yeah, they play they play a lot of Domino's in Actually, Florence. Actually, cost me a box. <laughs> don't ask me how I got beat. <laughs> you know, when I was beat, I don't I don't mind saying it. You know. Well, that that adds a lot of fun to an event, and it's always fun having the live roller there and talking to him and oh, getting it is, to know. It is. It's a uh, it's, 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 it's special. It's very special. It is. It's really special. And Pedro, thank you for stopping hey, through today. So you know that it's always a pleasure to come and see you personally and visit you. Well, I've, I've enjoyed I enjoyed the, the cigar, and I'm, as soon as they come out, I'll put on the podcast where they are and what they it are. It should be available in about a month, month and a half. Yeah, and, and you've shown me the box for them. The box is beautiful. Gorgeous. I, I just, I'm really looking forward to when that cigar comes out, getting a box of those and just kind of you sitting will. down with a friend and enjoying a good cigar. But, I promise. But, 
Thank you so much, Pedro. It's I appreciate being here. And uh, hello to everybody that is listening. Everybody else, y'all can get a hold of us on Facebook.com slash TheCigarCast and also on Twitter and Instagram at TheCigarCast. And if you have questions, please send them to info at TheCigarCast.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this special edition. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.